you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBubbleS. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And of course, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Interact with us. We always want to get your feedback. We want to hear what your thoughts are on what we're talking about. Hit that subscribe button. Leave some five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. Help others find the show. Happy Friday, Marcus. We have bad news for me. Oh, yes. Very, very bad news. So we we heard on Thursday afternoon that the, the Steelers released veteran offensive guard David DeCastro. And I think that might have some significant impact on Najee Harris. I'm excited to get into it today. I mean, not just Najee Harris. This could be a really big, big problem for the entire Steelers offense. But I do think there's one maybe silver lining piece that that we'll get into. But we just sort of want to talk about this because I think we always hear about the offensive line, of course, in Mm -hmm. regards to the running back position. Should that be impacting how you're drafting your running backs in your dynasty startup leagues? We'll get into that. But first, goodness gracious, we need to talk about the number of losses on Mm -hmm. the Steelers. Pretty much their entire starting offensive line from the 2020 season is gonzo. It is done. We had the retirement of Marquise Pouncey, a long-term center, uh, retired with his brother. I love that they retired at the same time. Yeah, Knocked it out of the park. But, uh, I mean, your center, who's been working with the same quarterback. So this is pretty much one of the only centers that Ben Roethlisberger has ever known, which is just crazy they've been side by side uh their entire careers then you have uh the 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 team moved on from uh alejandro villanueva in the off season Uh you've had so many different pieces of the puzzle moving let's talk about what i mean overall just rapid reaction are you staying away from the steelers uh are you uh, what are you doing in dynasty because you, if you're in win now mode, this might feel like a really big predicament. Yeah. So one of the things that we like in the dynasty community is continuity, right? We want we want it our our teams to stay together. We like it when quarterbacks are paired with the same offensive coordinator and play behind you know a, a familiar offensive line. Unfortunately, that's not Pittsburgh at all this year. So. Uh, they got rid of Randy Fickner, their offensive coordinator, promoted Matt Canada. They lost their offensive line coach. Uh, and then you mentioned some of the losses on the offensive line. No Alejandro Villanueva. They're moving Chuck Sikora for from right tackle to left tackle. Zach Banner has two career starts. He's expected to play right tackle. They cut David DeCastro. Marquise Pouncey retires. Uh, Matt Filer leaves for the Chargers. Basically, it's an entire new offensive line. There's going to be no you know repeat starters from last year. And the talent's not great in, in a new scheme that Matt Candace want, wants to run with a lot of play action, a lot of pre-snap movement. It, it does have me concerned, Kate, because I think this is an offense that could really, really struggle earlier in the year. And then we know their late season schedule, how, how many good teams they play at the end of the year. I am a bit concerned. And I, frankly, I've moved Najee Harris down a, a couple spots in my dynasty rankings because not only is this offensive line bad now 
but it looks like it could be bad in the future as well because Okorafor is on the last year of his deal. Trey Turner is a a one-year rental. Zach Banner is somebody who I don't trust a lot at all. So I think between the offensive line, Roethlisberger's status, I think there's a chance that this is just a bad offense for the next you know several years. Now, I, I do think uh, we're, we're underrating Zach Banner a little bit. He did win the starting position prior to being uh, taken out by a torn ACL. Uh, though he doesn't have the experience, one of the, the best in his small sample size as a blocker uh, on the Steelers for the 2021 or 2020 season. Uh, but I mean, a lot of the guys that were lost, like this was a this was a bad offensive line to begin with. So maybe this is an opportunity for the Steelers to scrap and rebuild because obviously the pieces they lost weren't entirely effective. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think there's a chance they could be better. But at the same time, it's a lot of turnover, Kate. And if you're just expecting this unit to be even as good as it was, you know, in the first half of the year, I just I don't see that. I think there's a chance it's really, really bad uh, early, early on in the season. I don't think so. This is where I think we should get into like dynasty strategy discussion and how much this should actually impact where you're drafting these these players on the Steelers in terms of uh, like a dynasty startup draft. Sure. You have a lot of uh, pretty much, you know, the the entire offensive line rebuilding. We don't totally know yet uh, even how we're going to see things shake up. They have the rookie Kendrick Green. Uh, Maybe he's going to play center. I I think he would be a good fit there. You don't know until you know, uh, until you see this, this group in action. Offensive line is all about chemistry, so I think it's really going to depend uh, highly on how they they work together this offseason. But yes, I'm not projecting them uh, to have a good offensive line, but I do want to make the argument that this shouldn't impact where you are starting, uh, where you're drafting these players in dynasty startups because you're drafting players for the for the long haul. You are. And I would say this. I, I moved I moved Najee Harris down. But it's not like I moved them significantly down. What I did is I have certain tiers in my rankings, and I just moved them a little bit inside the tier. So, for example, Kate, I currently have him as RB13, and the two guys ahead of him are Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I feel better about the offensive lines now and in the future for both Gibson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then on top of like for 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 Clyde, I trust the quarterback in the offensive coordinator uh, situation. I, I just think that's one of the most stable situations in the league. So I think these kind of things help break tiebreakers. And unfortunately, I think there's enough instability right now with Najee that it's fair to say, hey, I think there's players that are a little bit safer than him. I'm going to take Clyde over him or I'm going to take Antonio Gibson or I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's definitely the way to approach it. Maybe not so much as the deciding factor, but this is one of those circumstances that you can utilize as a a tier break. If you're in your startup drafts and you're looking to, uh, you know, it it all depends on how you're approaching your draft. Some people are drafting to win. They want to stack up the elite assets. They want to acquire depth, but not everybody approaches their dynasty startup drafts the same way. Some people 
from year one, uh, I've seen people tank their drafts immediately, and it's it's on purpose. Um, you know, keep trading back, keep getting young assets that have the potential to break out, so that they are going to have that dynasty roster complete in two to three years. There are some people that just that's their style, um, and and if that's your style, I think none of this should impact your your rankings at all. We saw the Chargers rebuild their entire line in a single off season. It, Worst run blocking grade in the NFL last season to, uh, I have to imagine, top 10 this season. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk a little bit more about what this means for the rest of the Steelers offense. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about offensive line what does it mean for where you're drafting these pittsburgh steelers obviously the the steelers have been a really nice source of fantasy production Mm -hmm. in the past few years now we talked about what what does this do for Najee harris it it might bump him down just a couple of spots in your tiered rankings but what does this do in terms of uh, the wide receivers because i feel like they're all pretty similarly tiered Uh, in terms of their dynasty value. So how does this shake things up? Because for me, this is a a boost for Deontay Johnson. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, Kate, because I do think Deontay's game is the best suited to create this quick separation and for Roethlisberger to get the ball out of his hands, uh, you know, as fast as he can. Uh, So I don't think you're wrong. I still have a hard time figuring out this wide receiver core when it comes to a dynasty perspective. Right now, I've got Chase Claypool, 23rd overall, Juju Smith-Schuster, 28th, and Deontay, 30th. But I, <laughs> I'm i just wondering, like, is this – we saw this offense in the first, was it 11 games of the season be among the best in the NFL? Is there a chance, Kate, that this offense is – I don't know, bottom 12 this year. And maybe it's closer to what we saw at the second half of the season than the first half. Because if that's the case, 
then we're overrating all of these guys. But and then you can make the argument, well, if the, if the offensive line is going to be bad, they can't run. They're going to lead the NFL in wide receiver targets like we saw last year. So you tell me because I'm, I'm a little perplexed by how to value these receivers. I think the biggest question for me comes from Matt Canada and the questions about what he's going to install as offensive coordinator. Out of camp, uh, out of the OTAs, we've heard that uh, Ben Roethlisberger commented, this is an offense like he's never seen before. That's interesting because uh, what they were doing last season did not work. I think if they would have found they were able to find more creative ways to execute plays uh, in 2020. Uh, and I mean, the play calling, it, you knew exactly what was coming. Uh, I think I want to say it's like 70 percent of the snaps they took from under center were runs. And I mean, you're just telling telling the defense that, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm running on this play. I'm not running. It. You need to use play calling to your advantage to create question marks for the opposing defense. I think, like I said, this is the best opportunity for Deontay Johnson. This this is what moves him up. Like I said, not necessarily moves him in my rankings, but you might use this as a tear break for Deontay Johnson to give him the edge because he was used close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's got great ability after the catch. So once that ball's in his hands, he he might be a slippery fish and, and make his way out. He's also got the youth factor. Uh, Juju, right. I don't think the Steelers situation should be affecting your, your situation at all. Because no, I'm not sure no. that he returns in the 2022 season either. So I don't I don't think this does a ton for me. We already saw we were able to get production from the wide receiver core out of uh, what was a bottom 10 offense last season. So what what are we thinking is going to be that much worse? I'm not sure. So let me ask you this, Kate. With the Let's say the offensive line is as bad as everybody is expecting it to be. Who do you think hurts the most or hurt? Who does that hurt the most for this wide receiver core? Because I agree. It's not Deontay. I don't think it's Juju because a lot of Juju's routes are pretty short and close to the line of scrimmage. I think it's, it's Claypool. It's Claypool. But if you, I mean, I think <laughs> Claypool is funny because I think the idea of Claypool is he's, he's this big physical fast down, you know, the, down the seam or down the sideline receiver but he actually got a lot of touches at or near the line of scrimmage last year. Like a lot of them on jet sweeps, a lot of like drag routes. So I think you're probably right, but I'm, I'm wondering maybe it doesn't hurt Claypool that much either. Yeah. I think no matter what, so th we have a couple of good things uh, when we're looking at the dynasty value of these wide receivers. Uh, like I said, Juju is a bit more of a question mark because we don't know uh, what his, his plans will be 22 and beyond. I think the one nice thing that we have uh, to look at is the fact that, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger loves to throw the football. Uh, they have continually built their offense on Ben Roethlisberger. It hasn't really mattered who's been offensive coordinator. There's been some turnover. But the, the common theme is that you can probably count on them to pass the ball 550 to 600 times. Yeah, And that's a lot of opportunity uh, for, for PPR targets and especially for the fact that uh, you don't have a ton of tight end involvement. They're not, uh, you know, an offense that looks to get the tight end as heavily involved as, uh, you know, I mean, it's Eric Ebron. You can't. No, you, yeah, you don't want to force the ball to Eric Ebron. Well, I, I also think, Kate, there's this chance, too, that, um, you know, I. 
I, I don't think the defense is going to be as good as it was last year for a couple of different reasons. They lost a lot of talent, whether it's Bud Dupree or Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton. Um, they also played seven backup quarterbacks last year, and that's pretty hard to do. Uh, they have one of the hardest schedules in the league. So if this defense is worse, and they're not allowing only 18, 19 points a game, and it's closer to 22, 23, we're going to see a lot more shootouts involving the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that could even bump up the passing attempts even more than what we saw last year. So I do think the offensive line is going to hurt maybe the efficiency of these receivers, but I don't think it's going to hurt the volume. Yeah, I think that it, we're looking at probably an offense with one of the biggest range of outcomes that you can possibly imagine. Even for Najee Harris, if he loses some of that efficiency as a rusher, does he gain some of that back uh, in terms of getting targeted? Because we know Ben Roethlisberger has not been a stranger to targeting the running back either. There's just such a wide variety uh, of, of outcomes here. But I think the the true takeaway here for me is Najee Harris or bust. And if I'm in a dynasty startup and there are questions about, I, I might you know start some stuff in the group chat, start some start some chitter chatter about that offensive line because then I want Najee Harris to drop uh, as as far as possible, and I want to take advantage of those questions about the offensive line because, I mean, like I said about the Chargers, you saw them rebuild their entire offensive line in in an off season. Uh, that that's something that can flip the script. And uh, if Ben Roethlisberger's retired out of town, I think it's going to be the Najee Harris show. I love it. My, my fear would be Kate that Najee basically turns into Joe Mixon. And I don't think Mixon's a bad player at all. I think the situation has been bad in Cincinnati where, you know, as a rookie, he averaged 3.5 yards an attempt last year, 3.6 yards an attempt. And he's able to make up for some, with being a really good receiver out of the backfield. But when you're only averaging 4.3, 4.4 yards per touch and the touchdown opportunities aren't there, um, that's where I get a little concerned because he's going to need to have to have, he's going to have to have the volume to be a top 10 running back. And that's where I do get a little concerned. Now, everybody, I do want you to reach out to us at Locked on Dynasty. So, I feel like I always hate talking about the Steelers. I was on the Fantasy Pros podcast this week to talk about the AFC North, and I just I cringe sometimes when you talk about teams in in your division that you are a fan of. Uh, sometimes it's hard to talk about the team that you are a fan of and and make sure you're doing so objectively. Reach out to us at Locked On Dynasty. Tell us what your thoughts are on the Steelers. How is this offensive line situation or any offensive line situation? affecting the way that you are drafting your fantasy football dynasty startup teams. I, how much do you consider that when you're on the clock and making your decisions? Let's hear it. That is our show for today. You can follow me, Kate, on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, give Marcus a follow at Marcus underscore Mosher. We will see you on Monday.